What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Release Eight podcast. This is Boca Seto again and Linson Daniel. And we are in the middle of a series on ministry in a season of decline and just the role of, of the ape callings, apostolic, prophetic, evangelistic. Today, we're going to get into the evangelistic. And Lynn's and I are really excited about this one. These are two, this is an area of our strength in our calling. So we feel like we have a lot uh, to talk through with this and tensions to highlight. When I think about uh, ministry in a season of decline, which we've talked about in our previous episodes, is really happening across the church right now um, in, in all senses. Uh, people are struggling. People's attendance are down. Um, even if it's not an attendance reality, just how do I connect with people well? What's going on with this new generation? Cultural and um, racial and ethnic realities are are strong, and we're having to navigate those in different ways for some of us. And it's like, okay, th this is tough. This this feels like a decline. And so when we think about the role of the evangelist, uh, what's their role in a season of decline? And what what we think is their role is is to actually get out there and start talking with people. Um, get out there and know. The people on the outside of the church. We, we've said this a lot with regards to the uh, evangelistic office. It's kind of the linchpin of the callings. The, the evangelist has one foot in the church and one foot out. They, they need to know and be fluent in, in church language and culture, but they need to be fluent in the outside culture too, so that they can bring those two together. And I think in a season like we're in right now, the evangelist needs to get out there and be amongst the people and talking with the people and learning what they're thinking and learning what their hangups are and learning where the church is powerful and where the church is kind of lame and where we're missing it and where we're strong and being able to see like, okay, here are some powerful connections that we can bring to the world to help them know who Jesus is, or here's some things where our church is completely missing it. And if we really want to help lost people get saved, um, we need to do things differently because we are completely missing them. So let me illustrate it by this way. You all know I'm in the campus ministry and um, I've been on campus a lot the last month. It's the beginning of a new semester and just trying to talk to as many people as I can. I I'm putting this into practice myself. And last week uh, I was on campus with some of our student leaders, one of my volunteer staff, and we just spent hours talking and hanging out with people on campus in the student union, around the couches, over meals. And we got into some incredible conversations with people that said a couple things. One, um, I don't want to come to a Bible study thing because Jesus is restrictive. That's what they said. And when we got into that, it was all the normal stuff about partying and um, sex and things like that. And we were able to get right into that and talk about, you know, all those things that come with, 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 uh, apologetics around lifestyle. But the other thing that came up was yeah. the idea of Jesus as a white man's religion. And I was yeah. with all black students, our leaders are black, the people we were talking to are black, and they just had a lot of anger towards white people in their heart. And, and we built enough trust over the time that they were able to bring that out and be honest. And it ended up becoming an incredible conversation with all of us about um, the racial tensions, about why Jesus would be good news for them, about what, what's the deal with me as a white person? Am I safe or not? 
it ended great. We built a lot of trust. I'm not going to get you into the details of how that is. Maybe that's another episode. How, <laughs> how do we talk about those things? My point is, if I'm not out talking with those people, mm-hmm. I'm not realizing, um, man, people really think GS is lame or restrictive right now. Or, wow, people are really worried about how the church is coming across as a white man's religion or a white organization. And what does it mean to reach people across culture? There, there's other things that are going on. But mm-hmm. what we want to talk about on this episode is if we're going to be evangelists, they get out and talk to people and influence them towards Jesus and learn what's going on. There's incredible temptations that come with doing that, that we're going to face immediately. And we're going to get into a couple of those temptations right now. So watch to the end, because you're going to face pushback as you start talking. That's going to make you feel like you want to shut down. So Linson, that that was a lot for me to open. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why don't you get us into some of these temptations? Uh, Okay, Bo. Okay, Linson, I'm going to get out. I'm going to start talking to people. I'm going to be the evangelist in my church or my community needs me to be. Uh, What are some of these temptations that we're going to hit right away um, in a season of decline when we're trying to push the gospel forward? Yeah, thanks for setting that up, Bo. Man, I love your stories, bro. I feel like you, you're always, um, you're so bold and evangelistic, but you do it with great, uh, you know, gentleness and trust for people. And I just love how cross-cultural and uh, tricky that was, but you know, you're in the mix. And I think when I hear your story and I think about my own life and just the decline that we've been in and, you know, whether that's overlaid through racial political pandemic, you know, it's all there, right? So it's all kind of contributing to the decline that we're seeing. I think there are two temptations for an evangelist. You want to hear, especially when I hear your story, because I long to be, have more of those moments in my life. Uh, There's probably more, Bo. I mean, there might be three or four, but uh, the two that come to mind quickly are, I don't know if deep down inside when we're going through decline, if we believe the gospel anymore, like, do we believe the good news anymore? And, and then probably a, a close cousin to that is, are we even excited about it anymore? You know, so let's go back to the belief part. Like, I, I, I typically talk to people about things that, um, like, if I don't believe in something, I mean, I'm not gonna, you're not gonna really catch me talking about it. In fact, I might argue with people that bring it up. You know, uh, I, I have no sense of like, wanting to talk to people about it. And, um, and then I also have a fear that if I don't really believe in it and I, and I, and I kind of go out and with a hollow framework to a friend, maybe from a Hindu background or a Muslim background or just nominal, that they're going to say something and my kind of house of cards is going to fall apart, right? Because I actually don't believe it. You know, if someone were to poke, you know, it, at it, I, I don't believe it. Or I don't believe in its power for that person's situation. Like I know that they're going through a tough time and I feel like if I share the gospel with them, I don't actually know or believe that God could break through in the difficult situation they're in. So there's a belief uh, on my behalf or a belief on their behalf that I think becomes a temptation. I, I, I know that might not be where people thought we were going with this, but I do think that's a huge temptation, a block for us. And then Next to that is, let's say you do believe in it. Um, are you excited about it again? Like, does it feel like you remember your first love? You know, there, there's, a, there's a sense of, yeah, I know things are bad, but I mean, Jesus is still so good, so worthy, so 
a life changing and transformative. There's an excitement built around it that I think most in the church, and I'm talking as a pastor, Bo, and you can see students, I would say there are a lot of Christians who are just not excited about the gospel anymore. I don't know if they feel like they've graduated out of it or they feel like it has no bearing on a society and a church in decline. There's no excitement around bringing, bringing Jesus to that party that's in decline, that Jesus could turn the party around. I don't think there's an excitement that, that around that. Does that make sense? What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, as I'm hearing you talk about that, those, the two temptations of an, of an evangelist in the season, like one, Am I excited? Am I a contagious uh, Christian contagious. right now? Um, and the other one being like, do I really believe it's good news? I believe just good news. It makes me think about a couple things. So like one on the um, excited or being contagious, um, excited about Jesus, which makes me contagious. Right. Um, over the last year, I've been on a little bit of a weight loss journey and um have gotten healthier myself I've, I've been able to help some other people lose some significant weight and get healthier what's been interesting about it is people notice that if you do it well and <laughs> yeah. they're like what are you doing like i need yeah. that like you wouldn't believe the amount of calls or um, facebook messages or instagram messages i get of like hey can you help me like i'm out of i'm out of control with my health or eating and i need you to help me get on track Okay. That is like exactly paralleling what we'd hope to see in the faith. Like, mm. oh my gosh, what's going on in your life? I love what I'm seeing. I love the light. I love the transformation. I love how spiritually in shape you're, you're becoming or getting like, can you help mm -hmm. me? My life's out of off the rails spiritually. I need your help. Can you show mm. me what to do? Now I'm the evangelist. I'm being the evangelist just because I'm excited. I'm experiencing it. I'm a champion for the way the gospel is. And I feel like we are super dim right now. Like our light is dim. Our energy is dim in the church. So I sense that in my own self, like the motivation is just low in faith. And I don't know if that's because we're so like drossed up with religiosity or institutions mm. or results or achievement. That's like when a season of decline comes, mm. it's like, Oh, our faith is declining when it should really have nothing to do with that. Wow. But That's we good. need, we need people to rise up right now and be like excited about God and like the transformation he brings and the joy he brings and the hope he brings. I'm not seeing that right now that there's, there's a temptation for us in the evangelistic side to, to just be dim or to just be low key or to be mellow, or maybe not to be excited in this time. Cause it looks obnoxious because people are having a hard time. I don't know what it is, but I'm not seeing a lot of contagion. So I hear you when you say that, that's where my mind goes on the, um, do I really believe it's good news? Yeah. I think with the trouble we've seen in our world and specifically in our country, the last couple of years, uh, politically, um, health-wise with, with the vaccine, which has also gotten political. I mean, COVID and the vaccine has gotten mm -hmm. political. The racial realities, um, the way the church has, has gotten slammed, uh, in some ways rightfully so too, with being, you know, uh, white or uh, whitewashed mm -hmm. or colonialism or um Mm -hmm. so many things that are going on. I think a lot of us, the temptation is like, I just don't know how to communicate Jesus good news to the people mm. around me that are like, 
if you think about the average person you're around that doesn't know Jesus, first of all, if you don't have friends that aren't Christian, you need to get some, you need to go <laughs> hang out and be in a different environment. But when you hang out with people that truly are not following Jesus or don't care about it, they tend to be fired up about things like sexuality, uh, politics, um, the, the health uh, realities, racial realities, maybe economics, like there's some pretty heated things about why they're not excited about God or the church. And I think right now the average person does not know how to talk about that. Like what, how is Jesus good news to you? I don't know. I know he's good news. I know him. I love him. He's my father in heaven. He's my family. Like we're cool. I totally get why you wouldn't want to be in my family. And so I'm just not going to talk about it. I think that's the hidden temptation. <laughs> it's like, I like my family. I totally get why you think my family's crazy. So like, I'm not going to try to convince you to be in my family right there. That is a temptation. Cause it's like, I don't, I don't know how to talk about the good news. So I'm going to resign to it. We mm -hmm. can't do that. We have to figure out how to talk about the good news and convince people to be in our family because we have the uh, most awesome father in the world. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, I mean, so like even hearing you talk, you embody a sense of deep belief in the gospel and excitement about it. I think that's that like even hearing you talk, I can, I can, I feel that energy, you know? Um, and so one, one practice maybe, or maybe, maybe we can talk a little bit about like, what did we used to do when it wasn't in decline? I feel like a lot of us, you know, now, especially being a pastor, I feel like people were not really excited, you know, forgive me for saying this. I don't know if people were really excited about the gospel or they were excited about what their church was doing, mm. you know, or they weren't really excited or they knew that uh, church is kind of central to their, their worldview. So if I could just get my lost neighbor to my church, I mean, I'm, everything's done, you know, so maybe deep down inside the pandemic or decline has crumbled the institution of the church. And so I'm not, we don't have a really cool preaching series or we don't really have this cool program anymore. And that's what you were so excited about to get your neighbor to, but that crumbled. And so now you're like, oh, I'm not really excited about church. I don't really go either. But what were we excited about? You know, if it was really the, the life-changing message and person of Jesus Christ, that actually hasn't gone away. In fact, it might be even more key when things are falling apart everywhere. Right. But because the church fell apart with everything else, man, you said it earlier when you when you were talking like because our metrics, because our ministries, because everything was all in decline. Did that mean our faith that went into decline too? our faith doesn't rest on those things? So maybe in a lot of ways, we're critiquing that part of who we are. Were we were we evangelists? Man, uh, are were we evangelists for the gospel of Jesus Christ or we were just evangelists for the cool new thing our church was doing? Um, or, you know, and I think that's probably exposing some realities. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, there's so much to say. I think we're going to need a couple episodes, um, <laughs> on this and probably cause we're just dialed into evangelism. I mean, it, it's our strength. Yeah. Um, my mind is going in so many directions. So I hope I can say it's clear. I guess if not, that's why we can have more episodes. Um, yeah. one thought is back to the idea of being contagious that's connecting with like the church unraveling thing. I think because people are becoming more aware of how the church in a big sense has hurt people like church trauma mm, mm. Um, or unhealthy spirituality has been hurtful so to people. 
So true. The average Christian is like, I don't know how to talk about Jesus in a compelling way because I'm not sure he's good for everyone. And again, I keep equating it to the diet thing. It's like, I know this is working for me the way I'm eating. But when you hear someone else talk about like, I don't like that or that upset my stomach or, you know, whatever isn't working for me. You're like, well, I don't want to keep trying to convince them. And of course we believe Jesus is good for everyone. He's the best spiritual thing for everyone. Like he is the Lord, like we need to know him. But I think if you use that analogy or metaphor, a lot of people are feeling like, I just don't know if this is good for them. And I've seen them get hurt and I don't want to push it when they've been hurt. So part of me is thinking we need to, we need to be able to know how to talk about church trauma. Well, Um, a temptation right now is to just act like everything's fine. Let's just keep talking about Jesus. And we need to be able to address pain, uh, whether it's church trauma, whether it's the idea of Jesus as a white man's religion, we need to address these things head on and sensitively and go, no, 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 no. Like, yes, yes. I hear you. Thank you for talking to me. I hear you. I see it. I can validate it, but let me tell you why that's not true. Um, we need to know how to do that. I think the other thing I'm hearing you when you're talking is COVID season has taken a huge, has put a huge dent in institutional religion. Um, we're not attending church as much. We're used to watching online now. We're used to seeing how many people have stopped going to church. Even now, if they can go back, they'll just rather watch online. So to your point, what's really intriguing is if our evangelism in the past had been, let me just invite you to church and then church does the rest or lose them or wins them. If we can't invite people to church anymore, either a, because we're not going or B they don't care to go, or they don't even see the point anymore. What do we talk about? Like, (laughs) we don't know how to talk about Jesus. I don't know how to tell this person in their living room, why Jesus is good news. Like I need my church service or my pastor or my program. So I think what it's highlighting is just we're super anemic in articulation of the good news. We're we're underdeveloped. We're deficient um, with our passion, um, our our language. Um, we're paralyzed by the the issues of the day coming up, and it's like the last thing any of us want to do while we're tired and coming out of a, a tough couple years is to get in conversations about Jesus and race or Jesus in politics or Jesus and sexuality or, you know, Jesus and, <laughs> and health mandates. It's like, Oh my God, keep me as far away as possible from that. But guess what? Yeah. That's what the evangelist got to talk about today. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, and I love what you said, the way you talk about that was the church, like kind of unraveling has done two things. One, it's given us an it's exposed our how we're anemic. I love that. It has exposed that. But the other thing it has, it has done, it has allowed us to separate our life in Christ from the institution. Mm. So when, well when our friend is in our living room and they're talking about church hurt, we can actually explain Jesus outside of the institution because they're in our living room. You know, And what if for the first time, they can hear Jesus um, outside of the stained glass, outside of the, I don't know, LED wall and the cool pastor and all that. They can finally just be like, yo, this is my friend 
that I grill burgers with. This is the, this is my sister that I love, you know, talking shop with, or, um, you know, talking about our families with, or, or talking business with, like, this is that person, you know, I, we, we, we watch the stock market together. And then while we're hanging out, like they're telling me about their faith and it's these like everyday, very rich moments that yeah, Jesus but really- let, let, let me cut in on that because you're highlighting a really powerful point in order to be able to talk about Jesus outside the stained windows, as you put it, you have to have a relation with Jesus outside the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to have a passion for Jesus outside the church. Like how many people do we know that are Christian, their faith is dependent on going to church programs. What does their personal relation with God look like as far as reading scripture, praying, seeking him, spending time with him, loving him, knowing him, being passionate about him because of the relationship. And again, I don't want to set up an unhealthy dichotomy. We need gatherings. We need the body. hundred yeah, percent. We, we yes. need all that. I, I'm, I'm not yeah. an anti-church guy. Yeah. But if our faith isn't vibrant outside of programs and regular mm-hmm. gatherings, we don't have much to talk about. Mm-hmm. We aren't. Yeah. yeah. And that, what if, what if in a weird way, that's the invitation in decline is to un- realize, wait a second, the trappings of my church is not my faith. My faith is different from that. My faith gets re-energized in that space, but my faith goes with me. It doesn't get locked in. It, I don't drop it off at church you know, like a preschooler, and then I pick it up next Sunday, and I play with it or whatever. It, there's, there, there's, that is the invitation and decline mm. for each of us to be like, my faith is separate from my, my church attendance and my church programs. And then that is also the invitation for your friend to see Get passionate like, about Jesus. Yeah, that, that like, when we talked about finance, it was crazy to be like, I didn't realize you guys gave so much away. Why, why do you do that? Oh, you know, you know, you just have a small little curious platform for the person of Jesus. That's it. I mean, you don't even have to give a full gospel message, but your friend's going to be back next week flipping burgers with you, wanting to ask, hey, how how'd the stocks do for you this week? You know, and then, hey, what what did you give away? What were you giving away last week? You know, you know, those right. little vistas have nothing to do with the 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 local church per se. And again, we're not putting it down. I'm a pastor. I would never put down the local church. But I wonder if there's an invitation there, bro, to believe again anew, to be excited again in a fresh way. Uh, and Jesus is inviting us when it all starts declining. Like, what if there's a new way? Yeah, I think the in, you're right. The invitation is towards personal revival mm-hmm. and, and pressing in and, and falling in love with Jesus again and learning how to, to be excited and full of joy and then how to articulate that. And I, I think for those that are, that's the regular person, I think that wants to, to just learn how to be evangelist again. I think for those of you that are evangelists that are like trying to win the world back right now, I think a couple of things I would say, as we're talking is one, stop ignoring the real issues. Yeah, we are right tired out. of just the trite Christian answers or, let me just share the, the gospel with you or the, the Romans road or just some, a lot of people today need to talk about the real issues that are going on with race, um, with sexuality, 
um, with the politics? Like, do you have to be a Republican to follow Jesus? Like, do I have to go to a white evangelical church to follow Jesus? Like, um, we, we have to not talk about these things. And so I think a powerful evangelist invitation I would give for you to, today is learn how to talk about these things. Well, learn how to articulate Jesus in a winsome way in those areas. Stop, stop ignoring those issues mm. or stop using those issues as a platform for your faith, even worse. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I feel that too, for those listening, I we're, we're missing a authentic power in our evangelism right now. Like we're almost trying yeah. to shout louder than the culture. Yeah. Instead of yeah. like, let me talk, let me talk with you culture and, and show you why Jesus is so awesome. But like, yeah, peer to peer, shoulder to shoulder. But right. that's your point. It takes a vibrancy mm-hmm. and a knowing of Jesus in a way that makes you secure and comfortable enough to go do that. Mm-hmm. Give, yeah. Give and, us a final word. Yeah. My, my final word for today, we should probably talk about this again, maybe next week. So um, I, I would say, yeah, I mean, as a step to reignite your love for the gospel, it's probably twofold. One, personal revival, like get back to why you love Jesus again, and then get back outside again. Like, go talk to people again. Because yes. you, you'll be surprised the stuff people want to talk to you about. And as you get to learn and see what people uh, want to talk about, you're going to be surprised that Jesus is somewhere in the intersection of all that. Like he, he's going to point to you and show you this is where I'm here in their life. So, but you won't know that unless you talk and get to know people. And again, um, a lot of times evangelism can feel like a short game, but sometimes it's a long game. Getting to your, getting to know your neighbors for for the long run, and God will present Himself. But you got to go meet your neighbor, and you got to love Jesus. You know, and you don't have to do either of those things necessarily in the institution of church. So it's okay that things are in decline. It's great, man. All right. We'll, we'll get back at this again. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Again, if you have any comments, questions, you can always uh, email us at info at releaseape.com or leave a comment on YouTube. And um, thank you, Linson, for your yeah. insight. I hope this inspired you all to, to think more about evangelism in, in today's yeah. climate, what the evangelist needs to look like, that some of the temptations we're facing. And uh, we look forward to talking with you again next week. Have a good day. Yeah. Peace.